Hello, loves, and welcome to another episode of the Vibrant Life Allies podcast, the podcast that helps you learn more about life coaching and how it can be a benefit to your life and to help you live more vibrantly. Today, I am super excited, which I'm always excited, but I had the great pleasure of speaking with Priya, who is a coach that I was very excited to talk to because she personally reached out to me um, on social media very early on and just has always been, you know, very helpful and communicative and just, you know, offers value freely and really puts herself out there and does the work and her passion is just very obvious. And in speaking with her, she just really laid out the basics of what coaches do and mindset management or thought management and how that process works. Uh, She just explained it in such a a simple way that I found it very refreshing and I, I knew that anyone listening would come away with a better understanding of of what a life coach does and what thought work is. Um, So I really appreciate that value that she's that she's added there already. And I know you'll get a lot out of um, listening to this episode with her and the the things she talked about, you know, confidence, imposter syndrome, self-limiting beliefs, um, lots of valuable information there. And then I hope that you'll check out her program, Hot Mess Diva, and her Facebook, Lead Your Mind. Look into her, check her out. She She's an awesome coach and um, very just relatable and inspiring at the same time. Um, I think that, that you'll, you'll see that in her. And I encourage you that as always, if, if she resonates with you, if something she says resonates with you to just reach out to her and work with her and, um, you won't regret it. It'll be, um, transformational to your life. And as always, I'm here for you as well. You may reach out to me and I hope you enjoy the show. Go out and live vibrantly. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Well, I am a mindset coach and um, I help mainly women, but um, I've helped some men as well. Um, But mainly women are my uh, target audience. Um, I help them kind of like reprogram their mind, um, identify any limiting beliefs, any um, identify any fears that they have and really start to like rewrite their story to live a life that they want to live and go after the goals and dreams that they want. So basically it's a, pro- it's a process of reprogramming your mind and I'm here to like hold people accountable, help them take the messy action, the inspired action, um, and really just be there as a guidance system and help support and love these people and help them along their journey. And if there is something that comes up during their mindset work, as they're reframing their thought process, like I'm here to like help them and call, pretty much call bullshit (laughs) on (laughs) anything, like anything that's pretty much stopping them. But, you know, like reprogramming your mind is not like a one, two, three process. It is work. And I think sometimes people get confused when, um, they're like, yeah, you know what? It's just positive thinking. Um, yeah, I'm going to think positive. But then, like, they don't support that. They're not committed to the positive thinking. They're um, 
one day they're like, yeah, okay, I'm going to think positive. And then the next day something happens that upsets their mood. Maybe they get a rejection letter or maybe they get into an argument with somebody and all of a sudden they're at back, back at square one, taking like three steps back instead of like just sitting with whatever it is that is happening internally and identifying it and being okay with it and learning to shift it. The, the work is to continuously shift. The work never ends. Right, right. That, you just explained, is one of the best like simplified explanations that I've heard of coaching and thought work and how that process works. That was, that was excellent. Um, and, and that's, I mean, that's exactly what, what coaches do, get in there, find the self-limiting beliefs and help them help people rewrite that story. Mm-hmm. And it helps to have that outside person, that voice to call bullshit and, and to, you know, really help someone identify when their thoughts and their beliefs are not lining up with their actions. That, that's pretty, that's awesome. I love the way you explained that. So we, we work with, you work with women to help them with this. What is like, like a, a common issue that will come up um, that women come to you with and that you coach them on? A common theme is confidence. Um, I've in one day period, like a few weeks ago, I talked to three different women who all came to me with wanting to feel more confident, be more confident in their everyday life, in their relationships, in their business. Um, so that is the number one thing that people come to me for is to, they want to feel more confident and they want to step into their work. Um, I work with a lot of entrepreneurs and they want to step more boldly and unapologetically into their work um, and not not feel afraid or feel like people are judging them. So confidence, that is a big area that, that women, that's all people, but you know, I know that women struggle with, especially in the entrepreneurial or the business side of things. Um, so what do you find that are kind of the common, some of the common like beliefs that are leading to that disconnect where they're not showing up confidently in their lives? Like a lot of what I've heard from conversations that I've had is, and they feel imposter syndrome. They come to me like, yeah, well, I want to, I have imposter syndrome. I, you know, I don't feel like I'm experienced enough. I don't feel like I'm good enough, all this like, um, and all, all it like relates back to like not feeling good enough. And you know what, it's funny because I've talked to women who are, who have like college education, who have like tons of experience, um, I, who actually have the experience, but they still feel imposter syndrome. And then I've talked to women who don't have a college ex- uh, education or anything like that. And they're so successful at what they do, but they still feel imposter syndrome. So it's really not like about <laughs> any of that, you know, like any of the, um, the degrees or pieces of paper that validates that you're good enough. Um, and imposter syndrome just keeps coming up like, well, I'm not experienced enough. I'm not good enough. I don't have a college degree. I do have a college degree, but I don't have this and this and this, you know, and there's right. so like excuses to why they can't move forward and they feel like a fraud and they feel like a phony and all of it is just like made up stories in your mind. 
It's not real. Right, right. Uh, imposter syndrome is not a real thing. It's something someone made up and now you're buying into it. Now you're feeding it. Now you're, um, you're feeding this, this label that you've placed on yourself based on these like stories you've created because you're, you feel like you're lacking something in order to move forward, but it's all just, it's all just made up. Right. Right. They're, you're telling these stories in your head, in your own mind of what it is that you should have to do this, you know, what it is that you're lacking. Um, and yet there are so many other people doing similar things or successful and they don't have those things, but you're not, you're not applying that to them. You know, you're not saying, well, they can't do that because they don't have this, this and that. It's all just a story in your head about, you know, your own lack and not good enough. Yeah, exactly. Um, one of my former business coaches, she is a two-time college dropout and I was paying her to learn things that I never learned in school. And she pretty much like, from what I've um, learned from working with her, she pretty much kind of just taught herself. She's like, you know what, I want to do this and I'm going to teach myself. And um, here she is like, not with a former college education, but she is so brilliant and so smart. And so like all of that is just, it, it doesn't matter if you have a college degree or if you don't have like experience. Um, a lot of people when they're like applying for jobs, studies have shown that women, they don't apply for jobs if they don't like meet all of the requirements. You know, when they have like the, um, I haven't applied for a job in a really long time. So, um, but it's when they have like the required experience to, to apply for this job that you're qualified, if they don't meet all of the requirements, they will not apply for the job. Whereas men will, like if they meet like one or two, like they're like, okay, I'm just going to apply for this job. Wow. That's really interesting. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's something that, you know, that I ha had learned in, in business is just that even if you don't meet all those requirements, you can explain, you can go into an interview or put a letter, you know, a cover letter and be like, this is why it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. And, and that can work if you're open to that and you're willing to, you know, to put yourself out there and go for it. So that's interesting that men are, are more willing to do that than women are. So you have a lot of women that come to you and they're struggling with this feeling that they're not enough, that they're mm -hmm. lacking in some way. What is kind of like a way that, that you help them through that? You know, first I reassure them that they are enough. We're all enough. We're all good enough. We were born worthy, but somewhere along the line, somebody said something to you and it created this false limiting belief that got stored away in your subconscious mind that made you feel like you're not good enough. Um, and it's also like studies have shown that the majority of our limiting beliefs come from childhood. So between the ages of one through nine, and it could be like as simple as your mom forgetting you to, forgetting to pick you up from school one day. And that created a belief that you're not good enough. And you know, at the time you're probably not thinking much of it, but it created this like little like limiting belief in your subconscious mind. And then now as an adult, you're walking around thinking, I can't do this. I can't be that. I can't have this. I can't have that. And it goes back to like, it's all made up bullshit. 
um, that's in your mind that you're choosing to believe. And so really identifying these limiting beliefs and you don't necessarily have to go back to like the root cause of it, but it can help to go back to the root cause of it to really identify it, where it came from, to heal it. Um, especially if it was something like traumatic or something that was really hurtful, maybe, you know, some kid at school didn't let you eat lunch with them or something like that. And that made you feel like you weren't good enough. Um, I do a lot of money mindset. I work on my money beliefs a lot. So, um, something that I'm not sure if this is really, it really to money mindset. It might be, um, but I just remember this for some reason. Uh, I was in fifth grade and we're at like a party and this girl told me that I couldn't sit with them and I remember just like sitting there really quiet and I was just like really kind of like embarrassed you know like I didn't know what to say I didn't know how to respond and I still like held on to that memory and um and then somebody stood up for me somebody who else who was sitting at that table and then she was like oh well we don't need you let's go sit somewhere else um and then she's like come on Priya let's go so I followed her and and then like they begged us to come back to sit at their table because this person left with me um but still like i still didn't feel good enough because like the only reason they asked us to come back was because this person was with me and so like i had this crazy story um crazy like memory in my brain for the longest time i didn't even know it was in there <laughs> uh in my inside of my brain so i had to like really i was doing some inner work and i'm like oh that's a funky belief and so like really identifying it looking at it and healing it helps remove these like stories and these limiting thoughts from your subconscious brain and you're creating space for new positive stories to enter your mind stuff that you actually want to believe that will support where you want to go that was kind of a long answer but <laughs> no but i mean that's a really a really interesting story and thank you for sharing that because it's very important and people don't really take into account and remember that you're human life and you're born with value that's how we're born. And then that value doesn't go away. We learn thoughts, you know, as we grow that we in our minds use to decrease our, our value and how we see ourselves. I mean, here you were this young, I'm, I'm picturing just totally adorable child. And for whatever reason, this group was ostracizing you. And that was part of, of your story and your life when your value never changed. Look at you now. I mean, you, you do all this great mind work and you help others and you're a successful, beautiful person. That was always there. And, and those beliefs, you know, could have held you back from, from that. But, but you, you know, you identified them and, and addressed them and mm -hmm. they didn't. So it's a great story. Um, it's good that you have had that experience and, and that you you know, learned those tools. So I hope that we can, you know, reach out to others and that they will learn those tools as well. Yeah. Um, and it's really just kind of just taking the time to just really understand, you know, where these, cause it didn't just, and asking yourself like, is this belief mine or is it somebody else's? Um, cause you know, some, often like somebody will say something to you and you take it on as your belief. Um, and, that's not the truth like asking yourself like is this is this my belief is this 
what I believe and it's okay if it came from you but really just kind of like understanding like okay this false belief this limiting belief um, came from this girl not wanting to have lunch with me at school or a teacher saying that I'm not good enough because I didn't get a good grade on a test or my mom not uh, picking me up from school or whatever, like your uh, parents saying you can't afford this and you can't afford that and money doesn't grow on trees. You know, like all <laughs> when like money does grow on trees because money is paper and <laughs> paper comes from trees. <laughs> But yeah, like all this like crazy nonsense that is stored in your brain and really like just releasing that. And one exercise that I really like to do is, have you heard of the Hawaiian forgiveness prayer? No, I haven't. Like I should have. I've been to Hawaii a couple times. I love it there. <laughs> Lucky I've never been. It's on my bucket list. Um, so the Hawaiian forgiveness prayer is, and if you Google Hawaiian forgiveness prayer, you'll find a ton of information on it. Um, but it's called Hopono, Opono. I'm pretty sure I'm mispronouncing that, but um, that's the name of the Hawaiian Forgiveness Prayer, and it's very simple. It's pretty much like four phrases. So it's, thank you, I'm sorry, please forgive me, I love you. So what I like to do is like when I identify these like limiting beliefs, especially if they came from a, a place of like hurt and like anything that just doesn't feel good, I'll like write it down in a journal and I'll look at it and I'll feel whatever it, it, it was that I was feeling um, during that situation or whatever, whatever that limiting belief is making me feel. And I'll say those four phrases either out loud or in my head. I, sometimes I'll even write it out. Um, so I uh, thank you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. I love you. Or you can say I I forgive me. Um, basically, you're forgiving your past self for being in that situation, for thinking those thoughts, for um, feeling that way. Um, and you, you can forgive other people who are involved in that situation, but you're mostly forgiving yourself. Um, and so, like when you forgive you are healing and you're releasing and you're creating room for more like positive uh, affirmations and stories in your mind. So you're, it's, it's a powerful, like studies have shown that this ancient Hawaiian uh, forgiveness prayer has worked to like heal like, communities. And basically like you're just saying like, thank you for teaching me the lesson. Um, I'm sorry you had to go through this. Uh, please forgive me and I love you. I love you no matter what unconditionally. Like the love is always there. That's that's beautiful. Um, I I love, I have a, another podcast I'm working on that's for self-compassion and I always try to work self-compassion in, into all, all that I do because I don't think you can change your thoughts, you know, and so you have that love for yourself and that acceptance of yourself because if you're trying to change thoughts, from a negative place, it won't work. And that is exactly what most of the self-compassion practices are, are based on is kind of that process and the, going through like the steps of that prayer. So that's really uh, beautiful. I'm going to use that. Um, that's a and, really good practice. You know, if you don't have time to like sit down, because a lot of people have resistance to like mindset work. When I, when I first started, um, my mindset coach would tell me to do like an hour a day and I just felt like another thing on my to-do list and I was so hesitant and I was so resistant to it. Um, but then I learned 
over time that mindset isn't just like a sit down okay isn't like let me set up an hour on my phone check done it's a 24 7 thing like you're constantly uh doing mindset work when for me it's always me like just observing my thoughts um if something funky comes up i'm like well just catching it and like figuring out what's going on and i just like it's just like work that i'm doing whether i'm watching tv or going for a walk or you know out at a market or in the shower like if something comes up like just being the gentle observer of my thoughts and if it doesn't serve me just shifting from what i do want to think and what i do want to believe right yeah it is a consistent practice that we're doing all the time and i think you know things like that are are good when you're you're having those intense moments and you can just take this small moment to go through these steps and Mm -hmm. check in with yourself forgive yourself give yourself love and compassion you know and write it down and then that holds over with you it's a it's a very it's a very good practice for sure well you can definitely do the hawaiian forgiveness prayer any time of day like anytime anywhere because nobody knows what's going on inside your head anyway (laughs) so you know take a moment and you know and if that if those four phrases don't resonate with you um you can always just say like i forgive you i release you i forgive you i release you um i say that sometimes like i forgive you i release you um and just like saying that over and over again until i feel better yeah that that's a good that's a good practice as well allowing yourself to forgive yourself for those thoughts that cause that suffering and to yeah. let them go so how does the how does your coaching process generally work um with with people I have different ways people can work with me. If it's just like a one-off session, um, it's just kind of like an introduction where they get kind of a taste of how how we click, that kind of thing. Um, right now, I have a package going on called Hot Mess Diva. <laughs> I saw that. I loved it. I love that. Which um, it's, it's a three-month container where you get unlimited boxer supports and for those of you who don't know what boxer is it's uh pretty much it's a digital walkie-talkie where you can voice message me and text me and i'll text back and voice message back um so it's three calls a month and unlimited boxer support um so that package is going on but you know i have other ways people can work with me as well um like whether it's just like boxer support or just calls it really depends on the client and what they feel like they need and can benefit the most from oh that's very interesting that that you have a voxer support option just to have that by itself i always think of voxer as my pocket coach because my coach uses that too and so since your name is priya i love that even more because i would be like oh my pocket priya um (laughs) and it just it just sounds cute like I need a coach and I pop you out of my pocket. So that that's a really great offer that you have for people um, to be able to reach you quickly and, you know, work with you and, and apply that kind of more in the moment. And I, yeah, I think that's really, really good offer. So for people out there listening, they might be learning what a coach is and they might be, you know, learning even what thought work and these things even are. What is something that you would like to say to people who are just learning about this, this option for their lives? I guess it it really depends on where the person is in their life and what they need help with. 
Um, so if it's to really build that mindset muscle and build momentum to building their business, growing their audience. Um, so I recently I talked to someone who, um, not my client, but just like a, a contact, a connection that I have. And she was just so bitter about the coach that she hired because she said she initially hired her as like a business coach to help her um, get strategies for her business and she wasn't doing that she was kind of approaching it as like a life coach and she, she keeps asking me about my feelings and all of that and I want strategies and she was just really irritated and so really like getting clear on like what the coach offers and if it resonates with you so I am not gonna I don't give people strategies I help people create their own strategies based on who they are because like, I don't believe that there is like one strategy that works for everyone. One strategy could have worked for like the last five people, but it may not necessarily work for you. Um, especially if your belief isn't behind it. If you, you know, if there's some funkiness going on, like those limiting thoughts, like I'm not good enough, you know, pe people don't want to work with me, I'm an imposter, all that craziness going on in your head to so really like rewriting those stories. And again, like it takes work, reprogramming your brain takes work. The negative beliefs that you are holding on to didn't happen overnight. So the positive beliefs, you know, there is going to take some time to integrate into your belief system. And I always tell people like whatever belief that you want to integrate into your belief system, you have to support it with action. You have to like support it with some type of action to prove to your brain, like, hey, this is who I am now. This is how we work, you know, so you're, you're in my Facebook group. Yes. Right. So um, I, I went live in my Facebook group 27 days in a row. And that was, it started out to prove to my brain, like, hey, I'm a public speaker. Because um, I grew up as an introvert. I'm still an introvert. <laughs> um, and I grew up as a, as a quiet kid and people would point it out all the time. And it, would ma it made me feel like something was wrong with me until one day I decided that I'm perfect just the way I am. And that made me believe that you know i can't be a public speaker but that's all crazy bullshit in my mind of course i can i can do anything i want to do um so i can't just walk around saying i'm a public speaker i'm a public speaker i have to prove to my brain hey this is who i am now so i just kept going live in my facebook group for two reasons to prove to my brain that you know hey this is who i am now this is my new belief and two, to just provide massive value to my community. Um, so I went off on a little thing there, <laughs> but your original question was like, if someone has never hired a coach before, what is their process? I would say have a, a conversation with the coach. Um, see if they offer like any type of introduction call or something like that. So you can get a taste of how they work. Um, look at their content see what kind of content they're posting on their social media, their Facebook. Do they have any uh, free content that you can binge on for a day and just get a feel of, of their vibe? Um, I never invest in anyone until like I follow them for a period of time just to see like who they are, how they operate. Do their values line up with my values? 
So really just, just follow, follow the coach, follow a few different coaches and see who res like resonates with you the most. And can this person help you reach that next level of you that you want to be? And that was one of the many beautiful things about your live drive that you did um, is, you know, people can really see you and get to know you in, in mm -hmm. that space. And you were willing to step out and be vulnerable. Um, and I, I enjoyed it personally. I, you know, I don't mind public speaking. I don't have, mm -hmm. I am introverted, but when it comes to that, it's just never been any something that I get as anxious about as other people naturally seem to, to get nervous about. Um, but showing up on a live for your business is, mm -hmm. is difficult. <laughs> it definitely takes that courage and that vulnerability. And it, you, you said, you know, work on building the mindset muscle. Um, so and that, that was an excellent connection. You, you have these thoughts and you have to keep working on them, just like working in the gym, like building that muscle. And yeah. then even once you get it and it's going, you still, you still keep working on it. You still keep training, you know, or you'll lose some of that. So um, that's a great way to look at it, building the mindset muscle. I love that. So I should have asked um, when you mentioned it, the, the hot mess diva, um, where does that name come from? So um, I love the phrase messy action. Um, it's something that I just I tell people to do because people feel like they have to have all their ducks in a row before they before they launch the website, before they start the business, before they do like the first Facebook live or whatever it is. Um, and that prolongs the process. People are like, oh, I'm not ready, I'm not ready, I'm not ready. But if you're waiting until you're ready, then you're never going to be ready because you're, you're just never gonna be ready. Right. You know? So showing up a hot mess not having all your ducks in a row is part of the program. Showing up a hot mess, taking the messy action imperfectly and just doing it and transforming into this like badass diva, you know, at the end of the program. <laughs> um, just, you know, you show up a hot mess. I, there's an affirmation that I love and I always tell other people and um, I always repeat to myself is I'm allowed to be a hot mess and still have everything I desire. So that's exactly. something that I, I love just because like it, it just reminds me like my website is in a rework process right now. So what, you know, so what? I ran a, a copywriting business without ever having a website, um, you know, it was all through cold pitching and LinkedIn and it was amazing. You know, it's like not having all your ducks in a row and just taking the messy action, just doing it. And then you can always like tweak things. You can always adjust accordingly as you go along. You can always figure things out as you go along, but there's, there'll, there'll be nothing to adjust if you don't know, like if you didn't take the action, the messy action you'll be at square one again. You can always like 
you know, if you don't like the color of your website, who cares? Like you can always change the color. If you don't like the content of your website, you can always rewrite it or hire someone to write it, you know, but it doesn't, it doesn't have to be perfect. So that was the inspiration behind um, the hot mess diva. Cause I always talk to people who are again, with like, lacking confidence because they feel imposter syndrome but I'm like look you just have to you just have to do it and it doesn't have to be this huge giant leap it, it's just baby steps breaking down that huge thing into like tiny tiny things um what do you want to believe what do you want to believe I had I talked to someone recently who wanted to create videos for her social media platform for her business and she was very hesitant because she's like, well, this, like, they're going to think this about me and they're going to think this about me and they're going to think this about me. I'm like, well, has anyone ever said any of this to you? And she's like, no. I'm like, okay, well, it's just you creating it in your mind. And so her affirmation at the end was, I am a powerful voice. I am an important voice. I'm like, good. Repeat that to yourself. Program it into your phone if you have to. So it pops up daily. So you're reminded and then take daily action towards that. It doesn't have to be for the rest of your life, but you know, for at least seven days, take action to support that affirmation, that truth. Cause you know, I love affirmations, but it's just like people walk around saying things like things like I'm a millionaire, you know, but in the back of their mind, it's like, no, you're not. So it's just like, pull. Cool. you have to meet yourself where you're at. So if I'm a millionaire, it feels like bullshit then what can, what can you get behind? Can you get behind, like, I always have enough to pay my bills. I am working towards my first $5,000 month, my first $10,000 month. You know, this is, you have to meet yourself where you're at and you can always increase. It's the mindset muscle. You don't go to the gym and bench press like 200 pounds. I don't know what people right, do at right. <laughs> <laughs> but But you start slow, you build it up. You build up that muscle or else you're going to hurt yourself and you're going to go back to square one. Right. No, that's perfect. That's like, I work with perfectionists and that's the, the difference essentially between perfectionist fantasies and goals is that action. When you just keep planning and planning and dreaming in your mind, even if you're writing it down and you've got vision boards and if it's always just that perfect goal in your mind and you're not taking any action, then it's just a perfectionist fantasy. And then that's also, it kicks in that perfectionist paralysis because you know that you can't, you can't do it perfect. So then you just freeze and you never do it. But like you said, the solution to that is, is action, messy action. It's progress, not perfection. You know, you start rolling, you start learning and then things are getting done. You can always learn, retweak, you know, pivot. But mm -hmm. if you're not doing anything, trying to get everything in line and perfect that equals nothing <laughs> yeah exactly I think like with like the law of attraction and all that like the secret for example people watch documentaries like the secret and then they think all I have to do is sit around and visualize and it's gonna appear in front of me and so like visualize visualization and all that stuff is great it's part of the process but what like the secret doesn't really talk about is the law of action as well you have to co-create with the universe or god or whatever it is that you believe in you know you have to co-create nothing like has ever happened without any movement right well it was like you're saying in, in the gym you can believe that you're going to lift 200 pounds 
right? But if you just go in every day and just try to lift 200 pounds, it's never just going to happen. You have to lift 10 pounds, 20 pounds, 30 pounds, and take that consistent action and build towards it. Um, so yeah, I think that is a very key part of, of manifesting or, you know, when you're focusing on those kind of things is, okay, now that you have that goal, it's in your mind, it's coming to you. What can you do yes. to, to move towards it? Yeah. Celebrate, celebrate along the way, the little my, milestones, you know, whatever it is that that's for you. Um, maybe someone replied to your email, you know, maybe someone got on a sales call with you, whatever it is, like celebrate those little things. Right. It's very important to celebrate the little things and to take note of that, or you'll just keep pushing from goal to goal, never having enjoyed any of the process. Yeah. So when you have, you know, these people that you work with, self-limiting beliefs, particularly, you know, confidence is, is a big one. Um, what are kind of, what is like one tool that comes up a lot that people who are listening could use um, as a self-coaching tool to um, increase their confidence? The number one ingredient to boost your confidence is action, messy action. <laughs> there we go. Messy action. I love it. So um, whatever it is, like, even if you're like scared to death, the more you do it, the easier it's going to get. The more you do it, you know, it's just like taking that first step might feel so scary, but it's a necessary step in order for your, your growth in order for your increased confidence like you know eventually like it's gonna feel like no big thing and that's why like I would recommend taking that messy action for seven days and then like you can even do it for like 21 days if you want um just you know they say 21 days creates a habit I don't know if that's true but <laughs> they say that um but you know you can do it for like a month and eventually the more you do it it's gonna it's gonna be on autopilot eventually like brushing your teeth you won't even think about it one day right. but the more action you take the more confident you're going to feel so in my former business of copywriting i had to get on phone calls with a lot of ceos and these were like sales calls and the first call i ever got on i was a nervous wreck and because i i've never like put like I've never been on a call with a CEO before. Um, and here I was like talking to him about my services and how I can help his business and all that stuff. And I was just terrified, you know, <laughs> and I had like, I, I remember that day so clearly, like I did two meditations and then I, um, I stood in power pose and then I had a dance party before the call, all these like crazy <laughs> all this like crazy stuff just to like calm my nerves and even when like I did get on the call like my heart was still like boom 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 you know and and then eventually it just got easier I got on more more calls with more CEOs and founders and the thing that really helped me with that was like well one was the action because I kept doing it and it became normal to me because I kept doing it over and over again and also something my former coach said to me um he told me <laughs> it's silly but it it worked um so i was like she he told me that ceos poop too <laughs> and it made me like see them as like a human 
you know? And I'm like, yeah, I poop, they poop. Yeah, because I was putting the CEO on like a pedestal. Like there's this big grand thing. Right. But really like you're just a person. And what what was actually happening if, when I broke it down was I, all I was doing was having a conversation with another human being like you and I are doing now. No, that's perfect. That's a, that's a great tool. I love to bring humor into my, my thought work. And so I love that would, <laughs> to think that CEOs poop too. And I think that's a great point that, that action is that key component to, you know, confidence and, and getting your, your mindset to stick. And I think for some people out there, that action, you know, it could be reaching out and working with you, you know, hiring a coach and having someone you know, to go through this with and to help with the accountability and the movement and the momentum towards that action. So I hope, you know, that anyone listening that this is like resonated with them and they would like to work with you to, you know, get in their minds and get their, find out what these negative stories are that are holding them back and, you know, learn to let go of them and replace them with better stories, stories that they choose and that make them happy. Um, so I, I, I think that that's a great value that you have to offer and I hope that they will take that action to invest in themselves. Well, I guess like it's, it's a process. Um, like I said, in the beginning of our conversation, reprogramming your brain isn't like, isn't an easy thing to do over time. It will get easier, but you know, if you're really committed to living the life that you want, you know, it's, it's going to take some mindset work and you're going to have to make a commitment to it. Um, and one thing I would encourage anyone listening is to like, really be the gentle observer of their thoughts. You know, um, you can even like check in with yourself, maybe put a reminder in your phone, like five to 10 times a day or something like that. Like, what am I thinking? Um, and really just stop yourself and understand like, okay, what am I thinking about? Am I thinking about the argument that I had last week? Am I thinking about my bills? Um, is this, where is this coming from? And really just like understanding the thought process and catching yourself as you're thinking it and flipping it when you are in the moment and just flipping it to like, okay, well, what do I want instead? What do I want to feel instead? And answering that question, like, well, I want to feel, I want to feel joy. I want to start a business. I want to find love you know, um, just really flipping it and just being a gentle observer of your thoughts on a 24 seven basis, you know, from the moment you wake up to like when you go to sleep. Right. Right. That's great advice. Start observing your thoughts and that mindfulness is what creates awareness and awareness comes before change. In order to make those changes, you have to become aware of, of the thoughts and when they're coming up and how they're affecting your life. So that, that's excellent advice to, you know, start practicing that mindfulness right now, um, today. And also as far as, you know, it's, it's a process and it takes work. That's, that's so true. I kind of tell people, you know, the question you have to ask is, you know, you have to choose your hard because where you're at now in your mindset, if you're suffering, if it's causing you pain, that's hard. And then there's also the hard of the work to change your mindset from how it's been for so long. Mm -hmm. But that's a different kind of hard. 
and the benefits of that, you know, are a new mindset, joy, happiness, the things you want, whereas there are not really any benefits with keeping the struggle going. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, it reminds me of something I say to the change won't happen until the pain of the current situation is greater than the pain to change. Wow. Yeah, that's true. That that's a great point. You have to you have to get tired of of being tired. <laughs> you know, you have to get done with the, the pain that you're in before you're willing to take on the pain of maybe growth or change. And everyone's journey is different. Everyone has a different story, a different lifestyle, different goals, you know, but sometimes like we all have had like a breaking point at some point where like I'm done. I'm not gonna like deal with this jerk anymore. I'm not gonna <laughs> work this job anymore. You know, um, it's we've all had that breaking point, and you know, it, you don't necessarily have to get to the breaking point to make a change. But you know, like, what is it for you right now that you're just unhappy with? Yeah, if you you maybe haven't gotten to your breaking point, but if you're just you know just putting one foot in front of the other hoping something's going to change, something's going to be different because you're suffering, then it is time to make some change and reaching out to a life coach, someone that can help you dig in and figure out what's going on there and, and how to change it is, um, is a great step. Yeah, absolutely. And I believe like everyone should do the things that they want to do, you know, follow their heart's desires and it sounds cliche it sounds like you know something you would see in a movie but no this is your movie you know you're the star of the show so right. what do you want you know do you want to work in the nine to five for the rest of your life or do you want to create something and you know not necessarily it's not necessarily like an easy thing to start a business entrepreneurship is hard work and you have to and you know the mindset you have to keep your mindset like super sharp you know when you get rejected or when someone says they're going to work with you and backs out and things like that like your mindset has to like stay like on point you know like okay cool next what do you want and really just be honest with yourself like what do i want that that is like the golden question if you answer that question honestly like just take a journal tonight and at the top of it, on top of the page, right? What do I want? And just be honest. All the things your heart desires, you know? I want to travel the world. I want to create impacts, you know? I want a life of freedom, whatever it is for you. And just be so honest, just honest with yourself. And then break down your answer into like little bite-sized pieces and start taking those messy action steps. Absolutely. I think that's great advice. I hope everyone listening will do that when they get a minute, a moment to themselves today. Sit down, like you said, and write that out. What do you want? And anything that comes to mind, even if, you know, you want a puppy or you want a great meal tonight, <laughs> you know, or you want to start your own business, just write it all down and get it all out and then start looking at ways to take action even from a small action, maybe you go in there, cook that amazing meal right now, check one thing off your list and mm -hmm. then keep going and go and get the things that you want done. The things that you truly want instead of your should list that mm -hmm. we all have and that we're working on instead. I don't believe in shoulds. <laughs> right. I don't believe in shoulds or have tos, you know, 
there's like, like I like the gym analogy where, um, you know, there's a difference between when you have, when you're like, oh my God, I love my body. I get to work out, you know, I'm going to feel so amazing versus like, uh, I have to go to the gym. You know, there's like a huge energy difference in that. I actually, that was something that I talked about in my other podcast recording today on self-compassion. Like if you hate your body and you go to the gym every day because you hate your body, your results will be less because you're not going to lift like somebody who's there thinking, I'm going to get stronger. I'm going to build endurance. I'm going to, you know, be able to do things outside of the gym better and not get hurt. You're not going to show up the same. You're not going to have the same results. And then once you get to a certain level of results, you're going to be like, okay, I'm tired of beating myself up. I hate this. Mm -hmm. And you know, okay, I'll just be fine. And you're going to quit. But if you have that other attitude, you're going to keep going because you keep, you want to get stronger. You want to have that endurance. You want to take care of your body in that way. Um, and there are other ways you don't have to go to the gym for that, but it, it just shows, like you said, how that, that different mindset affects the, the results you get and the outcome from that process. That was perfect. <laughs> yeah, there's always two ways to see things. Everything has two different stories. Absolutely. And the, <laughs> that reminds me of that saying where it's like, there's always his side, her side, and the truth. <laughs> <laughs> Which, I mean, really, that just shows, you know, in our lives, it is so much made up stories in our head. It's rarely there is a truth in a situation because we're all so different in how we, you know, view things and process things. But for sure, get back to it. Do the I want list. Rip up the should list. Rip up the have tos. Mm -hmm. um, that kind of showing up is not gonna feel as good or get you the same results as the I want tos. I had also talked with some other coaches about that. Like if someone said that they should have dinner with me, you know, maybe they weren't feeling well. They had a lot going on. They had stuff with their family, and they're like, "Oh, but I got I have plans with Lisa. I should have dinner with her." I would really rather them not rather than I would want them to take care of what they have going on and the things that they really would rather be doing and then yeah. come to me later with the energy that I want to have dinner with Lisa. We haven't talked. I want us to get together. This will be fun. So, you know, that I would much rather them show up like that. But in our lives, even though if we thought about it, that's how we would all feel. We, we go around, you know, trying to do what, I think they want me to do this. I think they want me to do this. I think I should do this. And we're resentful and we're, you know, we're not showing up and we're not enjoying ourselves or the people around us. So yeah, no should, no have tos. You've said a lot of interesting things and I, I can tell that you're a great coach. So that's awesome. <laughs> thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks for having me.